Fulmer's Folly, Episode 3, Letting Go. Samantha. You could almost feel the moment when it changed. When the long weeks turned into months. When the official voices faded into nothing. When the internet went dark. When boat supplies began running low and distress calls were ignored. Suddenly that blitz mentality. We are human. We're all in it together. We'll get through this died. That slow realisation, everything is lost. Nothing will ever be the same. There's no going back, no help is coming and no place is safe. We are alone. Unknown vessel, unknown vessel, unknown vessel. This is Fulmer's folly, Fulmer's folly. Go to channel 77, over. <laughs> Sailboat cruiser approaching port stern of Fulmer's folly. Suggest channel 77, over. <laughs> Mum? Lock the door. Who are they? I don't know. Did they know the Calypso? Is that why they're chasing us? Door locked. Anything? No. Can you see anyone? No. Pressing the binoculars to my eyes, trying to steady my view as our own boat pitches on heel. The waves getting bigger and winds steadily increasing. Detail on the pursuing boat is still difficult to make out, though her sails unmistakably full, with flecks of white cracking against her hull as she keeps her bow dead on. I feel numb. What if we lighten the boat, throw stuff overboard? It won't be enough. We have to try. They'll take it anyway. Look, we can't just go to the shops and replace what we throw it's away. just things. They bored us. The girls. I know that. Right, let me think. Just, um... Right, get the girls out of the cabin. Get them sat on this rail, near the middle. The boat will ride better. Yes. Right, if they get close, then we send them below. Temperature drops. The unknown boat relentlessly edging closer with each painful minute. My arms wrap tightly around Penn, whose frustration at being forced to sit turns to anger and tears. Her crying is making me panic. My heart beating faster. I feel sick, trapped, palms prickling with sweat, eyes constantly drawn back to the white sail behind us and to our own, willing it to be faster. Jack exchanges few looks with me and fewer words. We are prey. We're going to be caught. <sighs> Please, Pen. She's cold. Get her other coat. Find a toy. Stop moving around. 
She has to stay warm. He fidgets, looking back at the predator, then forward to the horizon where the clouds have darkened with the haze of distant rain. Fulmer kicks hard on a wave, jolting our bones and sending cold water spraying over the bow. Shh, 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 Pen, it's okay. Little Penny, close your eyes. Mum will sing a lullaby. Thanks, Harry. Cuddle up soft and warm, safe from any storm. Let this book rock you asleep. Dream your dreams so wide and deep. We will watch you all night long to keep you safe from harm. To keep you safe from harm. Stuff we took from Calypso. Throw it overboard. We'll start with that. Okay, Pen. Shh. You go to Ari. Folly calling the boat off our port stern. Do not approach. Infected aboard. Infected aboard. Over. Repeat, there are wasting on board this boat. Urgent. Do not approach. You are in danger. Over. Obvious. And pathetic. I imagine them listening at the other end. Cold eyes with no soul behind detached grins. My legs wobble as I bend down to start picking up the feeble things we managed to salvage from Calypso. I'm just so unbelievably angry at feeling so helpless. Bitterness at the injustice that people like them survive. Roaches feeding off the sweat of others and, and the things they do. What is wrong with these people? They aren't human. Even the wasting is a more honest cruelty. Suddenly, I struggle to breathe. My chest is tight. I think I'm going to vomit. Harry, Pen, I, I can't. I won't. I, oh, please. God, it's not fair. Not like this. Sam! I'm coming. Will it really make a difference? 
Jack's hand wavers, fingers white with their grip on a black and yellow tool bag from Calypso. We lighten the bow. We go faster. Well, we need to throw out more. The little muscle in his jaw twitches. <laughs> of course we will. And the more we throw out, the more likely we'll survive today. Only to die slower tomorrow. Which is worse? Getting caught and helplessly hearing your kids being... <laughs> hurt? Then butchered? Or sitting next to them and watching their slow death from dehydration and starvation? He stares intensely at the bag as if demanding it provide an answer to the impossible situation. I look at Ari watching him silently with the pen. See the torment bleed through on his face. Gently, I lay a hand on his, pulling it back over the rail. It's only things. I can make it work. We'll find a way. Pens mumbling a tune by our feet. So completely innocent to the horror surrounding her. My fingernails cutting into the palm of my hands. I want her to stop. I need her to stop. I can't. I can't. She's so beautiful. And I close my eyes tightly to shut everything out. But all I see is the memory of a distant face. A little girl with gorgeous frizzy hair. Bouncing with joy at the sight of other children as our boats passed. Waving ribbons and a piece of cardboard with hello written on it and a, a rainbow drawing. The amazed look on Ben's face at seeing another child. And the name on the boat's stern in swirling blue letters. La Luna. It hurts so much to know. And they deserved so much more. Like the children of Calypso. It's raining. Do I get the traps? Dad? Mum? Mum? The wind immediately takes the flare way off to starboard, where it's quickly swallowed by the water. Not remotely close to our pursuers. But I don't care. I throw down the cartridge. Steady myself against the backstay to stand on the very stern. Knife in hand, high above my head, so it's absolutely clear. This is Fulmer's folly. Our home. My family. You will not take 
anything from us. I will kill you. What does that mean? Get below. They fired a flare back? What does that mean? It means they don't care. It will be okay. Take pen below. Should I take a knife? No! I... Just get below! I can help! You are helping! I don't want to hide! You're protecting your sister. You stay with her. If, if we're boarded... Locken, do not let them near us. No matter what they say or do, you do not let them touch you. You understand me? Yes. Look at me. It will be okay. We're sailing into bad weather. Sam, get down. I can see one of them. Red outline from their sailing jacket with hood raised. Their body still after firing the flare. I suddenly feel nothing. Not rage or fear. Just a scary emptiness. Unable to look away or move. Even though I can't see their eyes, I know they are staring straight back at me. The boat jolts violently, lurching hard as a gust hits her sail, then rolling back. My feet slip, knife still in my hand. Do I hold it closer or away? <laughs> floor. Against the floor. My face. Oh, I'm not in water. Pain? Uh, pain? Uh, where's the knife? Uh, Sam! Can you hear me? Uh, still in my hand. No blood on the blade, but the sides are smeared with red. Where? Paint? Stupid. Why did someone paint there? Why why am I on the floor? Oh pain. Oh, oh my skull. Oh my head. Oh pain. Oh, the nausea. Oh the pressure. It's red. It's blood. <laughs> Focus on Jack. Was he he's saying something? Look at me. Look at me. Hey, you okay? Can you talk? Both? Okay. Okay, it's okay. No. Can you move? Anything broken? <coughs> They're reducing sail. We need to do the same. I take his arm, hauling myself up, legs almost buckling, my splitting head swimming. I bite down hard and try to hide it. Jack says something, but it's, it's so hard to concentrate on the words. My eyes instead drawn astern to the predator white hull dulled grey by the haze of the spray and rain. 
She seesaws in and out of view from behind rolling white-topped waves. Her bow forced windward to drop her mane, headsail already reduced to only a slither. I can't see the red coat. She's falling behind. We should wait! Hold and outrun her! Sailing into a storm! He automatically clips a lifeline to me. I look at it dumbly. Oh, why is it so hard to concentrate? What's Jack saying? A gust punches into our sails. Fulmer's thrown hard to the starboard, her side cutting deep into the foam. Portside rising steeply skyward, holding, then slamming back down onto the water. The rigging straining to hold onto the sail as we're forced back up again to sit hard on heel. Oh, stomach churning from the movement. Get up on the side! I scramble, feeling a banging thud against my right shin hitting something solid, but the pain doesn't register. Lost against the cold terror of the moment. That sudden switch from being in some state of control to serious, life-threatening moment. The boat levels out, Jack pointing our bow just offwind on a close haul to ease the sails, though the boat still fidgets irritably, threatening. My God, if the headsail jams now... But we shorten the Genoa first, then drop the mainsail. Right. We pitch and roll, feet stumbling as we try to remain upright. My head feels so strange. I want desperately to check on the girls. Hey, are you all right? I'm okay. Ready? Right. Two. Three. Please don't jump. Right, more. Please. More. Okay. Right, lock it off. Lock it. It's locked. Okay. Tighten the main. Then get on the halyard and ease it down. Where are you going? Forward to flake the sail. Just drop it. We'll sort it out later. We risk damaging the sail. Wait! Jack! Jack! His footing's clumsy and unsteady. Why do we have to do this? Why can't we just leave it? Harry, Ben, Harry, Ben. I stare at the sealed companionway, aching for Harry to appear, call out. Something. Just let me know they're both all right. I need to know. My hand drifts to my head wound. Fingers coming away red until the rain beats them clean. Another wave of sickness threatening. Pain. Dizzy. Sleepy. Why am I tired right now? I don't have time to be tired. Oh, Jack, 
concentrate on Jack. He's... He's waving. Waving. Move yourself. The boat's thrown like a toy. Sunlight suffocated by black clouds which pelt us with steroid rain. Jack stumbles, a wave breaking against the hull. He drops to one knee. Please, get up. Get up. Don't freeze. I can't get to you. I can't get to you. Oh no, he's getting up. He's okay. Be safe. I'm so angry at you. I want this to be over. Something rolls into my boot, and I see it's the flare canister. My head instinctively turning to where the predator was, and it's... They're coming. Jack starts to scramble back. He's done. I spin the wheel, but Vilma's achingly slow and sluggish to respond. I wish our motor still worked. Give me the wheel. They're closing fast. But it's okay. We're back in the wind. We're moving. They can't board us in a storm. And after? Look, just, just get below. Check on the girls. Are you okay? Are you hurt? Shh, Ben. It's okay. Mom, your head. Oh, God, she's soaking. Why? What are you doing? Why haven't you changed her? The boat was moving too much. I wrapped her in the towel. Are you stupid? You don't just leave her in her own filth. I was worried she'd get hurt if I put her down. Shush. It's okay, Pen. Shush. We'll sort you out. Oh, I know. It's all uncomfy. Oh, oh she's pooped as well. Where's... Where is everything? Why is everything moved? I haven't touched anything. Why aren't you locked in? Dad said in a storm, go to the middle of the boat. You stay locked in until we say! You stupid girl! What do you think is going on? He said keep the bow locked. People are trying to kill us! Do you know what they'll do if they get hold of you? Do you? What's that in your hand? First aid kit. Mummy's in the grump. Yeah. Mummy is a grump. It's like being on a bucking horse combined with a roller coaster that's blaring static noise into your ears with the halyard banging repeatedly against the mast. And you can't get off. My eyes flicker from the sealed companionway hatch to Ari wedged on the bed, hair covering her face. Pen, dozing on my knee in clean clothes with my arms clamped around her, apparently unfazed by the ride, or the stink still gagging the air, or the knife close to my hand. It's scarily difficult to stay awake, even though my head is pounding. My attention, again, 
itchingly brought back to the companionway. Do you still think of Grandpa? Yes. What do you think happened to Why him? are you talking about this? When I was little, he taught me the thing where you count between the thunderclaps to know if the storm is moving towards you or away. There isn't any thunder. I know that. I just thought about him, that's all. Think about something else. Does it bother you? Yes. Because we left him. Enough! Shouldn't you go and check on Dad? He'll be okay. We can't keep opening the hatch. Do you think they're still chasing us? What if they got Dad? They can't board us in this weather. Don't you care about Dad? <laughs> of course I do. What kind of a question's that? You tried to kill them at Calypso. Shut up, Harry. You... Just... What? Shut up! She scowls, sulkily staring at the bed in front of her. I hate myself. I know I shouldn't snap, but... She has no idea. Or maybe she does. Maybe she's hurting me on purpose. I can't tell anymore. I watch her start to pick flecks of paint from the murals of fish she had painted by her bed during those first weeks. A family craft project to distract. Pretend everything was okay. Trying to make her feel safe and form her a home. When inside, I was screaming. And at night, crying. I still cry. Arietti. All I want to do is hold my arms around you. But I know you'd pull away. You just don't understand how much that hurts. I love your father more than you can possibly understand. And we love you both more than you can imagine. For us, you are everything. That is something you... Can't understand. You just can't. Unless you know. I didn't know if it was Dad coming back from Calypso. Or something else. Wasting don't talk. Dad was talking. She stares stonily from between her reddish brown hair. I chew hard on my lip until I can taste iron. Why does she keep picking and picking at this scab? Why can't... Why can't we... Have what she has with Jack? I need her to understand. People, people can get infected really easily. Sometimes it's direct contact with a wasting host, a bite or scratch. Or sometimes it can be transmitted in the air or a surface that one of them's touched. And when someone gets infected, they go through three stages. I know the stages. Then what's the first? Someone just infected 
can start to feel first-stage symptoms within minutes. What are they? Unquenchable thirst. And? Headache. And? Her mouth twitches. She's angry. Perhaps because she can't see the haunting logic. Or can't see how utterly destroyed I was by the horrific moment. And my sheer, sheer blind terror I'd lost him. And he'd left me alone in this hell. Anxiety and confusion. Would you say Dad was acting anxious and confused? Don't patronise me. I'm not. I'm just trying to get you to understand. I know the symptoms. I've seen the wasting. I know what it does. What it makes people do. Why are you so angry at me? You act as if I'm just some dumb kid. You don't even care. You don't even care what I saw. Or Grandpa, or any of those we left behind. You don't feel. You'd have killed Dad just like that. Shut up! No! Would you have killed me if I was infected? Stop! Just stop talking. Hold on to pen. The spray is blinding, wind ripping the air from my lungs as it burns and forces me to turn away. My feet dancing to stay upright on the angled pitching deck, whilst my head feels light and struggles to hold on to my stomach. I move towards my husband's hunched form. Are you okay? His bare hands are fused to the wheel. Any exposed part of my own skin immediately bitten. Already I can feel water has breached my sailing jacket. I clip my lifeline on. Squinting into the dim of our wake, I see the predator still locked onto us, unwilling to let us go. Give me the wheel! Jack! Let go! I try to prise his fingers, but he stubbornly grips harder. Why can't you just let go? I feel shaky, adrenaline surging, sharp pain in my chest as though my heart is being squeezed. Why? Why do I have to fight everyone? Then I look into his grey face, his blue lips, fanatic eyes locked ahead, touch the ice of his skin, and easy. Gently ease his grip. I know. I lie, unclipping his line, easing his crushing weight onto my shoulder, his legs stumping short, clumsy steps as though numb. I turn the autopilot on, praying the batteries will hold out. We've used so much power recently. Yes, you will be. You be safe. He stumbles and slips down the companionway, almost landing on his back. The hate gone from Ari's face as she hurries her dad, almost toppled, trying to guide him as the boat bucks on a wave. 
Hen, awake and startled by the confusing scene. Towels! Blankets! Get him dry! Warm! Wheel. Get back to the wheel. Keep moving. Stay focused. Plant your feet. Autopilot off. Watch the compass. Hold course. Breathe. Keep breathing. Keep going. A sharp, icy, stabbing pain pierces my forehead. My tongue sticking to the roof of my mouth, overwhelmed by the metallic taste of salt water. I force my eyes up into the unending hell. Bow repeatedly seesawing up to black sky and then down to raging water. The predator at our heels, following us into hell in the hopes that we can survive so they can kill us. The wind sounds unnatural, like the cry of the infected, the cold panic hard to control. It feels like the whole world is screaming. Please, God, help us. Please save us. The sea swells up on either side, dwarfing the small boat. Waves exploding against the bow, sending up choking clouds of spray. My boots feeling the shock of the impact through the deck. The cockpit floods and drains and floods again. Muscles burning from the effort of resisting being thrown by the pitching deck. I force my irritated eyes to keep checking ahead. It's hard to think. I don't feel right. I feel faint. I keep my head dropped and watch the water washing around my feet. We're gonna die. And suddenly, that twisted terror gives way to warmth. A weird calmness. It's so strange. I lift my head, staring dumbly at a rocking mass of white and red metal appearing out of the dim. A ship. A cruise liner. I watch, ears deaf as we pass its stern, brain unable to process. I just watch as the ship writhes powerlessly in the ocean swell, knowing there are eyes behind its dark windows. Gravity shifts hard to port, Fulmer's bow dipping. We're going to roll. Barry, Penn, Jack. Oh my God. Weightless. 
panic. Kick. I'm in the water. I can't breathe. Fingers scrabbling to feel why my jacket hasn't inflated when I'm yanked violently forward. My lifeline. I'm still attached. Thulma's dragging me. I swallow air. Water. See Thulma still afloat. Then... No serenity. No calm. Just panic. Bedroom terrace with an open plan ground floor. Ariete is one, her bobble head determinedly staring at her feet. She was late to walk. Jack kept trying to encourage her, get her to take a couple of steps if he held her hands, but she just couldn't do it by herself. I'm sat on the sofa, watching her. She picks herself up, falls picks herself up again, falls, and I'm so entranced by her determination, afraid to break her concentration, so in love with her as she keeps trying, no fuss, until she finally takes a step, falls, stands, wobbles, takes another step, and then another, such a stupid, stupid memory right now. I open my eyes. The twisted lifeline around my arm cuts. The icy black water trying to snatch me back, but I climb, slip, climb again reach and cling with numb fingers. I won't let go. I 
The forward hatch comes into focus above me. Soft bedsheets under fingertips. The warmth of sunlight on my cheek. Cool, fresh air circulating. Pain. Oh. Mum? I'll get Dad. Oh, wait. Wait. Well, how am I here? Where's, where's the other boat? Jack? Pen? Shh, Mum. Why are you shushing me? What's wrong? Dad! Pen! Where's Pen? Dad! Answer me! It's all right. It's all right. Uh, a Penny! She's in the saloon. She's OK. We're all OK, yeah? I want to see her. I need to see her. She's here. Oh, Pen. <laughs> We're OK. Yes. Wind's light. It's that after storm weather. You should go below. Sleep. Not when we're so close to land. I eye the distant flat-topped cliffs off our starboard side suspiciously in the dying sunlight, unable to see any buildings or movement. An unshakable feeling of dread. Like the land was watching. Is this still Portugal? Yes. Harry should sleep in our cabin tonight. The wind will pick up tomorrow. We'll get some speed on. Head out again. Again? The other boat will be far from here now. We got caught out on Calypso. We just got to be more careful. Do, um... Do you want to talk about what happened? Pirates tried to rape and murder us. I nearly drowned. The boat almost went over. Specifically, do you want to talk about? <laughs> sorry. Why are you sorry? You've got nothing to be sorry about. No, I'm bringing you down. You're right. Tomorrow's a new day. Hey. It's okay not to be okay. I'm just tired. Why? There was a moment I thought about letting go. What do you mean? When I fell in and I couldn't pull myself up and I kept getting dragged under, I, I thought about unclipping myself and... Well... Guess we better keep you in the boat. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I'm really glad you didn't. 
Me too. <laughs> we still need to sort out the vitamin supplement problem. I pulled up some seaweed earlier. Yummy. <laughs> but we still... I know. I know. We're going to have to think hard about that. We still need a new battery, top roller, solar panel, spray hood. <laughs> you know, maybe we should just get a new boat. <laughs> <laughs> she got us through the storm. And suffered from it. She'll be okay. She's special, this boat. Oh, hello. Can I talk to you? Sure. I mean, Mum. Oh, okay. Um, I'll, I'll go check on Ben. You want some blanket? No. So, what do you want to talk about? Did you really want to let go? You shouldn't be eavesdropping. I, I wasn't. Not really. That was private. Between me and your dad. I know. Um, what? I, I'm glad you didn't let go. <sighs> Can I have a hug? I was so scared when you closed the hatch. I, I thought you were in... And then the boat rolled. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> I love you so much. So much. shaking in my arms, drifting out from behind our sail's blind spot in the dying light. A lifeboat, a large orange fiberglass thing. It's from the cruise liner. Ari digs her nails into me, barely breathing. One of the lifeboat's canvas flaps that rolls down over its sides is open. A rank stench of decay, stale urine, excrement curdling my stomach. A rotting figure stood, staring straight at us as the wind dies and the boat stops. Sam was played by Sally Walker-Taylor. Arietti was played by Tina Marchitalo. Jack was played by Johnny Dispenner. Penny was played by Eva Stacy. Producer, Lizeth Ramirez. Episode written by Matt and Becky Stacy. Directed by Matt Stacy. Music by Samar Benapal. This was a Static Airwaves production. <laughs>